Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. Fran, what is up, man? Not much, man. Same old. Uh, I'm in a good mood, but, you know, with this show, probably gonna get ruined. Uh, oh. Yeah, probably most likely, but but, <laughs> but we can start off on a high note because yeah. this was a this was a very exciting week slash weekend for the both of us. Yeah, some big news. Uh, LeBron James is going to his tenth final in what the, in a seventeen year career. Yeah, he's been in the finals more times than he has not been in his career. Yeah, and that performance that he put on this weekend to send Denver home, Fran. Beautiful. It just shot energy through me. Beautiful. All the detractors, all the haters. What can you say now? Nothing. The GOAT. It's been, what, 10 straight years? 10 straight, 10 straight man. Years? There hasn't been a finals other than Without when he was it. hurt the first year with the Lakers, which was last year. Yeah. The, last year was the first time he didn't make it to the finals, friend. Yeah. And because of that news, it's been a, a great week. We've been walking on sunshine. Yes. yes. And, you know, uh, but other than that, nothing really else to report. You know, same old, same old. Um, oh, uh, also... We got a fucking uh, also yeah also uh, <laughs> um if if to anybody who's here we have any new murderinos here shout out to you yes um we our promo <laughs> played on my favorite murder yep. the biggest true crime podcast uh in the planet and that was really cool yeah I I don't really have much to say about it I think that that was really cool um big shout out to Karen and Georgia and Stephen and yep. everybody over there at exactly right we've done a couple of. Uh, things with some other people on the network and um, Laura Norton specifically from the fall line, uh, Paul and Billy from Jensen and holes murder squad. They're a really uh, good network and good people over there. And that was just really cool to hear. Yeah. Especially cause they're like the inception of this podcast. Yeah. My favorite murder is. So that was really cool. And to anybody who's here, hope you stick around. Yeah. If you don't, that, that's fine. Welcome. I hope you enjoy the show. But if you don't, that's fine. Not everybody is everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. And that's fully understandable. But we're going to go ahead and uh, get into what's going on in the world. Fran, I wanted to talk to you briefly about a story out of our 
lovely hometown of Baltimore. Um, so for people who aren't from Baltimore, there's this area called Owings Mills. I grew up there or I, I went to middle school out in that area. I'm very familiar with the area. And there's this story that came out about this dude who was walking around in the grocery store and uh, spraying women down with some kind of substance without their knowledge and then going up to them and saying, oh, hey, uh, you got something on your jeans. Mm. And then the women would touch this substance and become dizzy or woozy in some kind of way. So but because of the times that we're in right now, the man is masked. Mm. So they're, they're having a hard time identifying him. Yeah. But the two women who've come forward and said that happened to me uh, earlier this month of September, uh, they said, you know, uh, he followed me out to the parking lot and then I made a scene. So but Good. we but we don't know how many women he's done this to. Yeah. So there might be some women who didn't make a scene or he got his hand. I don't know what his goal is, you know, and nobody really seems to understand. I don't know anything about a substance that from the touch of it going into your pores. I know they make like CBD and weed lotion. OK. Right. So you can put lotion on and you'll get high like you just smoked a, a joint. Mm. You know, you'll get high like you just ripped the biggest bong ever. You put that lotion on some cocoa butter infused with CBD or THC yeah. and you'll get high. Also, when I was in my festival days a few years ago, um, people would tell me, be careful of people with uh, water guns. OK. Because people would put LSD or acid in the water guns and then spray people down and it could go into your pores. That's a joke. I don't know how true that is. That might have just oh. been like a festival uh, uh, myth. A myth. I, it never happened to me, but that's what people said. I mean, people would be at, go to festivals with water balloons yeah, and that. super soakers and stuff. And some people would warn me, hey, man, watch out because some people put TH, I mean, uh, LSD in those. And LSD can absolutely make you trippy and yeah, all that kind of stuff. that's not funny. It's not all. funny at all. It's, I don't even, you know, nobody, you shouldn't be dosing anybody. Dosing is, you, nobody should be giving people drugs without their yeah. knowing. It's, it, it's. You know, I think I'm a big fan of drugs and I think that psychedelic drugs specifically can have um, great benefits. But if you do them without your knowledge, you're going to have a bad trip. There's just no way around that. Mm -hmm. If I put mushrooms in your coffee and you drink the coffee and I go, hey, man, you feeling all right? And you're like, no, man, uh, I don't know. I think I might have food poisoning or something. Your face looks like it's falling off. I'm like, no, man. You just took some mushrooms without knowing. Yeah. That's the psilocybin. And yeah. then you just and like. You probably die when I come back too. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But I would never, I would never dose somebody yeah. is, is my point. Yeah, yeah. But nobody wants to do drugs without knowing. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, I, th they're still trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. But I, I don't really know what substance could have been sprayed on somebody. And then they touch it. Wipe. Oh, my. Oh, my jeans are wet. Thank you, sir. And they wipe their jeans down. And then they're like tripping. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, that's a big concern out, out there for me. So I just wanted to give a you know a heads up to all the, the listeners out there, like you know, just the big uh, identifying uh, property of this man is that he's wearing a anything is possible T-shirt. And uh, so for one, just stay away from anybody who's wearing a, a, a pun uh, on their shirt. <laughs> that's 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 yeah. rule number one. That's a big way to just listen. This guy is not to be trusted. If he his shirt says like anything is possible, um, uh, uh, being sober that's not in my vocabulary. Like mm -hmm. just using different types of spirits as a, a as you a know. t shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's a long that's a long reach that one. Yeah, vod vocabulary. Yeah. But anybody wearing liquor shirt, even just like a Jägermeister, just a or Budweiser, anybody in alcohol branded clothes are not to be trusted. Don't trust them because at the very least they're trying to sell you what they're wearing. Yeah. So do you like Bud Light? 
Or they just had one right before talking to you. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk to somebody whose breath smells like Bud Light. (laughs) Yeah. You ever just smelled like arid Bud Light? Like when you walk into a room and you're like, oh, it smells like Bud Light in here. It's enough to make you throw up. It's gross. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a heads up to all the ladies out there. Just be careful, man. It's all people running all kind of games and doing all kind of tricks. All this human trafficking stuff is going on. I saw a TikTok, which I don't even watch those, but it was on Twitter. A girl did a TikTok where she showed how many different ways she, she dropped a rock into a glass. In okay. bar scenarios, so yeah. she's like, hey, what's up? I'm Hunter. Oh, sorry. Oh, excuse me. Let me just reach over you to get a napkin. And every time she'd do that thing, blink, she'd drop a, she'd drop a rock into a glass. And by the end of the TikTok, she had like eight rocks in the glass. So it just was to show it's that easy and it could be that fast. Somebody could slip something into your drink. Yeah. So you just got to be careful, man. I mean, I know we're living in crazy times right now. I would assume nobody listening to this is like going clubbing right now. Yeah. Because that's well, fucking crazy. People are. so People absolutely are. But don't do that. Uh, how about, how about, how about the safest way to not get roofied right now in 2020 right now? Don't stay go home. out. Yeah. Just to stay home and quarantine. Yes. It's a ton of great stuff on TV. I recommend Utopia on Amazon Prime. It's a great show. Uh, friend. Yes. We got some more celebrations to do. Okay. And so, uh. Don't miss any. Oh I, I, oh, I did miss some last week yeah. and I'll have to get to those and. Don't miss listen, any man, and I'm, no last names. No right. last. I, gotta I, remind I you. cannot guarantee that I I'll, I will do one of those. Yeah. When you get into a rhythm, I understand you can. Yeah, you can man. Help I just you say you see a name, you say a name. Yeah, you know I'm a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, f- first of all, the two the two names that, that at least that I know of, if I miss your name, let, please say say something. But just be nice about it. I, I'm only human. Uh, I missed Caitlyn T and uh, Lilius B mm-hmm. last week, yep. and I want to say I'm very sorry. And shout out to both of you. And we appreciate you very much. Yes, Thank you do. for listening. Um, now, let's get. Let me get right. Let me get where I need to be at. See, I might. I'm gonna start from here. I might. This one. If I said it already, it's cool. You get two shout outs. I'm sorry. We're gonna start with Jezebel M. Shout out to you. We greatly appreciate you. You are incredible. Yeah, I think we and said I, that name already. But yeah, shout that's out. That's fine. She yeah. gets double shout outs, man. Yeah. You know, because you know, I think Jezebel has a negative connotation about it. But yeah, you are not. You are not a Jezebel. You are a Jezebel. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, we got Ingrid in Korea. That is not her last name. That's just her description. Yeah. I'm familiar with Ingrid. We have some correspondence on Instagram. Shout out to you, Ingrid. Keep Shout holding. Out. Keep holding it down over there in, in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Keep holding it down over there. We got Maria W. Shout out to you, Maria. She's wearing some kind of Freddy Krueger esque sweater in her in her picture, and I fuck with it. I love a horizontal stripe. Uh, we got Monica J. Monica J. Uh, I believe she's responsible for one of the funniest pictures that uh, was ever a part of shouting us out in any kind of way. She put us up on the. She said something like, "Follow your neighborhood niggas" or something like. That. I was Whoa. like, shout out to you. She's black. It's cool. Friend. Oh. It's fine. Friend, it's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't be shouting her out if she, if she was any other race. It would be weird. But I thought it was funny and the picture was uh, funny. Shout out to Monica J. We appreciate yeah. you. We got Latanya M. Fuck with you, Latanya. Shout out to you. Her picture's black and white. Very noir. It's like a, a old uh, 50s crime drama. Okay. Uh, we got Roxanne M. Shout out to you, Roxanne M. Roxanne uh, You don't have to turn on the red light. Yeah. Uh, we got Amy T. Shout out to you, Amy T. Who else we got on here? We got Jody P. Shout out to Jody P. Her picture Jody is Joe. Jody Joe. Shout yeah. out to Jody Joe. Her picture's a fox. Uh, we got Katie N. And we got uh, Nakisha A. And actually, right as we speak. We just got a new one? We just got one in moment. Shout wow. out to Erica D. You are in, live in moment in studio. A new patron, Erica D. Yeah. Shout out to you. That's Erica with a K. Shout out to you. We greatly Did appreciate Did you like refresh the page or it just popped up? No, I, I got know. an email. Oh, I got, okay. I got an email. I got an email <laughs> mid read. Cool. That's dope. Um, we celebrate you. We appreciate you. And we and we thank you all for the support. Before we take a break and get into the fucked up shit, I wanted to listen. 
when you people make fun of people and that's super loud, but when yeah. people get their shit together, that's when that's when the crickets are chirping. Okay. And Orlando Brown is responsible for um some of the craziest memes over the last five years. Uh and people made fun of him. And I was laughing at first too. Because it was just crazy to be seeing Eddie from That's So Raven and 3J yeah. from Family Matters and Sticky from Proud Family out in the streets just wilding. Like, yeah. I mean, just like, I mean, climbing on things, doing crazy interviews. Uh, um, we all know him for the. <laughs> and then I gave her some. That so uh, we we all remember when he was in that phase. <clears throat> yeah, Orlando Brown has apparently turned his life around and uh, given his life to Christ in some kind of way or something like that. Ooh. And uh, he's going to church and he's um, found redemption. And he I don't think he's out in these streets anymore. I was very concerned for Orlando Brown. It got to a point where the the jokes weren't funny to me anymore because he wasn't joking. He was serious. Yeah, he was in lost in his addiction and whatever case whatever was going on with him. It wasn't him being, it wasn't a character he was playing. Mm -hmm. Orlando Brown, the person, was incredibly fucked up out here in these streets. And we all were laughing at him. And I didn't think it was funny. It got to a point where it wasn't funny anymore. And I was like, we're gonna, this, guy, this guy's going to die. And then everybody's going to be sad and put up pictures of him from That's So Raven and say R.I.P. When we were all laughing at him when he was at his worst. Yep. So I'm really happy to see that he's turned his life around, gotten his situation together. And I hope it continues because um, I love a good redemption story. So shout out to um, uh, Orlando Brown. And um, yeah, man, God bless. Yeah. Anyway, when we do shout outs, we don't play music. So uh, first, I have a couple questions to ask you. Oh, because it's been a couple of years we've been doing this podcast. A couple questions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get a little every, after, after I leave here, uh -huh. I get a little skeptical. Like, you know, sometimes I think Alvin probably can kill somebody. You know, hmm. Sometimes, so I, I have a couple questions. Interesting. Just, just to be clear, just to clarify that you know I'm safe around you. I mean, I've known you have more than half of my life. Yeah. But I do have all you a serial killer questions that I need you to answer. Just to be clear. Yes. That okay. it just it will take a a huge relief off of me. So I need I need. Fran, Fran, please ask ask away. Honest, honest answers, please. Honest. That's all I know how to do. They call me Honest Dave. Is that what they call you? Yes. Didn't know that. Who calls you that? Nobody. <laughs> Uh, People. question, question one, uh -huh. sir. Yeah. You are walking in the desert. Yes. You see a tortoise. Mm-hmm. You pick it up and you, you pick it up and turn it on its back mm -hmm. and watch as it helplessly tries to right itself. What do you do? Return it to its feet and feel guilty all day. You just leave it there and walk off. Mm-hmm. You sit, watch it slowly die in the heat of the sun. Mm. You take out your knife and gut the tortoise, and wear its shell as a hat. What is your answer? See, this is, these are, this is an interesting uh, moral quandary you've just sent me. Um, I would, just because based on the descriptions that you gave me in, yes. in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the list. Honest answers, please. I would um, cut that tortoise, tortoise open and wear its uh, shell like a hat. Really? Because then I'm eating the turtle. And the turtle doesn't seem like he he's in a desert. He needs water too. We're not both gonna survive in this desert. So I'm I'm eating him to survive. That's I'm eating him to survive. But that's not in the thing. So if I have to wear a shell as a hat to keep me protected from the sun, I'll have I'll do that. But the, my main purpose <laughs> for eating the turtle is the meat. All right. Okay. I would not eat turtle meat under any other circumstance though. I okay. Think if I ever went to a restaurant that said they have tortoise shell soup, on, yeah. you know, on the menu, you're not. I'm that. protesting that restaurant. Okay. But in the desert. In the desert. Yes. Uh, I might have me some turtle. Okay. All right. And the hat thing is incidental. It's just something. You got to make use of all the parts, like the Native Americans taught us. Got you. 
Question two. Do yeah. you wet the bed? No, never have. Yes, when I was a small child. Mm-hmm. Yes, still do. Define wet. Pee in a bed. Wet with uh, human urine? urine? Yes. Um, what are the options again? No, never no, have. No, never have. I know that's not. Yes. That, that can't be your answer. Yes, as a little boy. Yes, when I was a small child. And yes, still do. Is there a D like plead the fifth? or No, okay. no. Uh, uh, yes, as a little boy. Yeah, a little, okay. as a little boy, I'd wet the bed from time to time. Yeah. It's just that will be I was, I will, very, be my answer I, was I was abnormally afraid of thunder. So, okay. you know, thunderstorm, bow. I'm leaking. Are you asleep or awake? Varies. Wow. Okay. Some, it's uh, my fear of thunder is so it's Never so been. it's so primal that I can feel when it's thunder that you can't when hold I, in, in my sleep. You're, you're, I know it's thunder and even when I'm sleeping I, I'm not safe. But I don't do it now. I'm not afraid okay. of I'm, hey, I'm not afraid of thunderstorms. I just, I just need now or well, I just want to make it clear to people okay. I'm not afraid of thunderstorms anymore. I'm a big boy and I'm not afraid of them anymore. We don't need any explanations. We just need That's fine. That's straight on answer. Question three. You are walking home mm-hmm. late at night. There's nobody about. Mm-hmm. You see a homeless man yes. lying drunk in a pool of his own urine. Oh, no. Do you mm-hmm. walk on by? Walk on by. Mm-hmm. And how's that a song go? Um, I don't know that song. Do you, <laughs> do you give him some change? Give him some change. But he's sleeping. Yeah. Okay. okay. Give him a swift kick to the guts. Oh. Give him a savage beating. Jesus. Gouge his eyes out and gut him like a fish. You are reading this to me for your concerns. I'm more concerned. Did you write that? I, you, hey man, look. Okay, I'm sorry. Those I are just very the, graphic I, choices. I read you the questions. I'm and you gonna answer. give him some change or something, man. I'm not gonna okay. do any of those other things. Are you sure you're not gonna gut him out? Gut him, say, is that, gut him out. Yeah. Is that? Not, I don't even know what that term is, and that you say that makes me concerned. I've never heard somebody use that kind of terminology before. Gut him out. Gauge his eyes I'm out, gonna, cut him like a fish. I'm not going to do any of those things. I'm going to put some change in this cup. Okay. That's the one I'm going to do. Is Are that you B? sure? Is that B? Yes, that's B. I'm going to B. I'm going to do B. Okay. Jesus. Question four. I'm concerned now. What's the nastiest thing you have ever done to an animal? To an animal? Yes. I have never hurt a living creature. I oh, swatted. This is, this is a multiple choice one? Yeah. I, okay. So I'm going to put A and B. So okay. B, I swatted a fly or other oh, insects. Oh, oh, I do that all the time. C, I killed a rat or a mouse. Mm, I'm terrified of those. An other pest animal. Mm-mm, no, I'm ter- terrified of those. D, I set fire to a dog or cat. No, that's psychotic. I killed a bunch of nurses. Nurses? No, I've never, uh, I've never killed a nurse ever in my life. I do own one of those shocker things, though. Swat flatter? Yeah, yeah. I got uh, one of those, too. Yeah, yeah. So I kill flies all day up in here. Is I that put, your answer? I put a bandana on, and it's, 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 it's pretty intense. Oh, yeah. It's okay. time to go to work in here. Gotcha. Yeah, so is that B as well? That's B. Yeah, yes. I'd be on that one. Okay. Question five. Question five. Have you ever set fire to something? A, mm. no, never. B, sure, I made a fire in my fireplace. Mm-hmm. C, Sure, I set fire to bushes and stuff. Mm-hmm. D, I burned a house down once. Mm. E, I poured um, oil over a man and burned him to death. No, I've never done any of that. Jesus Christ. Man, listen, this is some kind of test for me. Yeah. I, is this, What is this from? Did you write these? Of course I didn't write that. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, I, I at, Before that last one, I was like, oh, this is a hand-picked question from Fran. Yes, as you know, I did burn down a house once. It was not intentional. I got distracted. I was in a very intense game of Madden 06. Uh, I then put the fire out, though, and saved the but house. But you did burn a house. 
I burned a kitchen. Okay, moving on. Question six. And I also used to take air freshener and and uh, spray it the f- the lighter in front of the air freshener and make yeah. flamethrowers. And I would dip my hand in alcohol and make fireballs okay. as well on my hand. So I've lit myself on fire as well. All right, but I- I'll choose you burned the house down once. How about that? That's fine. Okay, cool. We have three more questions here. And at the end of this, you're going to tell me where you got these questions from. Because I feel like you got them from like Norman Bates' diary or something. All right. What's your sexual orientation? Straight? Mm -hmm. B, gay? Mm -hmm. Three, I like little kids. This is... uh, Four. I am disturbed. Sex, sex, mommy, I'm a good boy, good boy, dirty, dirty. E, I get sexual kicks for murdering people. I'm more confused on who this is supposed to trick. Who, like, accidentally admits to these things? Uh, obviously, it's sex, sex, mommy, mommy, I'm a dirty boy. Yeah, that's my yeah. answer. Is that C? That was, yes. No, yes. that was D. That was D. D. Sex, sex, mommy, mommy, I'm a dirty little boy. Yes. Okay, we're coming down. Hey, man, it's getting, it's crunch time now. Okay. 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 I'm ready. Do you have many close friends? No. A, sure, a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. B, I have a few close friends. Mm-hmm. C, I don't have any friends. D really sad. Only one, but he only comes when I'm when I get angry. Oh. E, I make friends easily, but the relationships always end when I murder them. Um, I don't have a lot of friends. I learned that from rapper Drake, no new friends. Keep a very small circle. So B. So B. I have few close friends. I have few close friends, yes. Okay. Jesus Christ. Which one of these people do you admire more? Mm-hmm. A, Nelson Mandela. Sure. B, the Fonz. Love him. A. C, Adolf Hitler. Oh. E, Ted Bundy. Uh, admire? Yes. What is the first two again? Ted Bundy. Nelson Mandela and, and the Fonz. Ah. It's definitely not C or D for me. <laughs> but I, I'm also embarrassed as, <laughs> as a black man to be like, oh, shit, Nelson Mandela or Arthur Fonzarelli? Ah. I did a speech in my college speech class about the Fonz. Okay. So the Fonz? I feel like I lose my black card if I say that. Um, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Is that your final answer? It's just the thing you should say. Okay. Nelson Mandela. All Nelson right. Mandela. Question number nine. Question number nine. Have you ever got really angry and lashed out at someone with physical violence? Mm. A, no, never. B, a couple of times I started a fight. Mm-hmm. C, a couple of times I really dealt out a savage beating. Mm. D, yeah, I get really violent at the time and I flipped out and killed people. E, I never get angry when I kill people. I'm just doing what the Lord Satan commands. Oh, Jesus. Um, I have gotten into a fight or two. I got into one fight specifically that I can remember in high school. Uh, a guy thought it was okay to smack me in the back of my head. That was like the game. Yeah, smack he had a fresh back. cut or something? I don't even know if that oh, okay. was the case. All not right. that I would let that slide even, depending on who the person was. But I knew this guy, but not this well mm-hmm. for him to put his hands on me. And I, um, admittedly, I, I grabbed a hold of him and I blacked out for a, a bit. Wow. Uh, I, but I didn't like, I just grabbed him and put him in a chokehold. Yeah, that's you blacked out though. 
That's I, serial killer I, tendencies I couldn't, right there. I couldn't let him go. Okay. I was so angry that he put his hands on me. All right. That I grabbed him. And I didn't let go. The teacher had to come and pull me off of him. But I didn't. I wasn't. I was, there was no physical. It was like I grabbed him and I just froze. And I was like, what now? Wow. You know? Because that adrenaline shoots through the roof. Yeah. But I've never killed anybody and I've never... Uh, the Satan has never spoken to me. Okay. To my knowledge. So yeah, a couple of times I started a fight. Did your answer be? Yeah, a couple of times. Started. Okay. Question. But they started with me though. Sure. They, that's they started with me. Okay? Sure. Society and things of that nature. They started with me. They pushed me to that point. No mind's question. I, I, I'm just asking they a question. They, man. they made me go there. I didn't choose that. They pushed me. All right, there. man. Relax. So started relax, is a weird man. way to phrase it, bro. Because they started. It. Okay, we get it. We get it. Okay. Question number ten. It's the last question here. Okay. Last question. Are you a serial killer? A, no. B, no, I'm just violent. I'm just a violent thug, not a murderer. Oh, jeez. That's racist. D, I get tempted to kill those filthy whores sometimes. We're going to have to read. Really, e, I'm going to have to find out where you got this from. Yes. No. One of them was no, right? Yeah. One of them could be no. Well, that's the serial killer answer. Wait, wasn't the other one like, no, I'm just a violent thug? Is that the only no one? Yeah, I'm not a murderer. I'm not a murderer. That one. So I'm just a violent thug, not a murderer. There's no other one that's just n- no. It's just no. no. I'm not a murderer at all. That's no. one of the options? That's one. That's answer. That's number A. No. I mean, no. it's letter A. No. That's I'm, no? No. Just well, no. that's a serial killer answer, but okay, cool. Um, What is this from? This is from some kind of hot topic uh, questionnaire? You got 55 points. You get this from Spencer's Gifts? 55 points. Uh-huh. You might be a serial killer, but you're probably not. I think we could say that about anybody. <laughs> I, I just want to just as a just as a general rule of thumb for everybody listening, assume anybody could be a serial killer. Yeah, but they're probably not. But just it's okay to assume that they are. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly fine. Like you. That's fine for you to think that. Okay, but I'm probably not one though. This is for my record. So huh? and everybody else's records now. Just right. for no. the, just for the record, this is you on... asking those strange questions. Now I'm questioning you. Okay. I had never questioned if you were a serial killer mm-hmm. until you read some of those disturbing questions to me. There so were there was just an, there was option there's options there are answers. What I mean? They're just options. Are they options for you? What do you mean they're options? No, for you. I ask, this is the quiz quiz for you. Okay. I had questions about you. That's fine. So you know, um, the thing you said about you just gut people up, or did you would you gut them up, or however you phrase that? Yeah, that was flag. Gut one. them out. Yeah, gut them out. That was flag one. Yeah, and this whole thing that you just did—I think that spoke more about you than it did about me. But what we're gonna do is—but you're probably a serial killer. But I'm so. also probably not. Yeah, and the world will never know <laughs> <laughs> until the news comes out. Like, can you believe my favorite murder played that podcast and that dude ended up cutting up his co-host? Yeah, and it could be—who knows what what I just said? It could be you doing it to me, me doing it to you. We'll never know. Let's hope it doesn't happen. This Fran, don't is 2020. Cu- I don't, don't cut me up, man. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. And we are back. Fran, before I throw it over to you, I yeah. just wanted to make a quick statement before it's your turn to go first this week. Uh, we had a bit of a controversial episode last week. About the roller coasters, that, about, that, about, that, that utter nonsense that you came on here. and I don't believe it's utter nonsense. <clears throat> I think it's completely sane since. And, yeah. you know, I think that the nonsense was coming more from your end. Sure. But um, a man has to come forward and speak up when he has to speak up. And I did a poll. Yep. I did a poll on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, roller coasters or roller no sir. Uh, roller no sir came short. 
38 percent to sixty, whatever the other side is of that. By landslide. Um, uh, landslide. It was. It was. It was. It was close. It was close. It was close. It was like a 60-40, basically. Sixty yeah. forty, mm-hmm. basically. Not a complete blowout, but. What I will say is, of those sixty percent, yeah, a lot of those little circle circular uh, pictures of people, yeah, a lot of like yellow hair and people skydiving and things, thrill junkies. Okay, okay. so I, a lot of the people who were agreeing with me, wearing ties in their picture, you know, sitting in front of a nice garden, drinking some tea, people who do sensible, normal things to get their thrills out of life, yeah, and then all the people who agree with you are like, wow, or yeah. losers. That's what you meant to say. That's fine. My point is that um, the the poll didn't go the way that I thought it would, and I just wanted of course to come, it did, I just man. Wanted, just wanted to come forward and just own that, own that, and say that whatever you know, if you ride a roller coaster, you're a fool. No, you take it, take, it, take, not, it, take it away and talk you about want. your thing this week, sir. So my favorite murder this week, um, going a little different this week. I mean, you did pretty different uh, last week with sure. that. That bullcrap you came in here with. About, Some about, call, you might call it bullcrap. Uh, Other people say, oh my God, you opened my eyes to something I never thought before. Sure. You saved my life. Do we have any UK listeners? Yes, we, we do. do. Mm-hmm. So my story is about the Hammersmith ghost murder. Hammersmith? Hammersmith. Hammersmith ghost? Ghost murder. Ooh, I love a good ghost story. What is your thoughts on, on ghosts? On ghosts? Yes. This is an interesting question. Yep. Um, I lean more towards the orbs. Mm-hmm. Because whenever they're depicted in TV shows, it's always like a 17th century little boy wearing, you know, with holding chains. Yeah, I've never seen a, a, a somebody holding an iPad or you know, <laughs> uh, there's no fresh ghosts, as Sierra would say. Yeah, I've never seen a fresh ghost. No modern type ghost. Yeah, I've never seen like a, a the ghost of a skateboard kid wearing a Volcom shirt. Yeah, you know, it's just I've never seen that. So I don't know if, if particularly you are like stuck as what you died as. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I believe of like orbs and things of that. They could be, you know, energy left over from a tragedy that happened in a space. Okay. But I don't know about, oh, I'm the ghost of an axe murderer. Yeah. I can kill people. Yeah. I don't believe in that. Do you believe in ghosts? Mm. That's a hard one, man. I can't, I can't answer that question. I can't one. give you yes or no on that answer either. Yeah, because that goes into belief and yeah. things like that. Yeah, it does. That's a tough one for me. Yeah. If, I had to, if, you, if you had to twist my arm and I had to give you a yes or, a yes or no answer, I would say... I believe in some sort of afterlife ghostly presence. I agree. But I, 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 not the traditional, not Casper. Yeah. Not like Ouija board and, you know, they talk to you and that stuff is where I'm starting to go. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't want a Ouija board anywhere in my house. Mm. That's, I don't know if I believe. Keep that <laughs> shit away from me. But though. you don't even want to. Don't like even bring it near me. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you just can't even. I can't. I wouldn't. If I you ask me that, yes I can't no. say yes or no either. Yeah, unless you so, unless you really were like, no, you have to answer yes yeah. or no. Uh, then I'd say yes with some stipulations. Yeah, yeah. But just me freely saying in a conversation, I go, I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat with you in that one. So, from November 1803, a number of people in Hammersmith area claim to have seen and some have been attacked by a ghost. Mm. Local people said the ghost was of a man who had committed suicide the previous year and had been buried in Hammersmith Churchyard. Mm. The contemporary belief was that the suicide victim should not be buried in a um, consecrated ground. Because he committed suicide? Yep. As their souls would not have been, would have not have then been at rest. Because of the, because they committed suicide? Because of, um, 
No, it's, they, it says that they shouldn't be buried in some type of, in the consecrated ground as their souls would not then be at rest. So oh. something with them being buried under some type of, uh, some type of layer or whatever, they, they, their souls are not resting. Their souls can come up through the ground buried, depending okay. on what they're buried under. What you know I what was, saying? what I was thinking from what you said about it being a, like a Catholic or whatever, mm-hmm. is that in some religions, I believe in Muslim religion, Muslim faith and in Jewish religion as well. It's like if you commit suicide, you don't get to get buried in a. They don't. You don't get to go to the afterlife that they say. Okay. Like you can't commit. That's not a. You can't go to heaven if you commit suicide. Okay. But whatever, it, it, whatever those religions' idea of heaven is. Yeah. So that's what I thought you meant. Like they, he committed suicide, so don't bury him. So here. he got you. But I don't. But yeah, that's what well. I, I, I think this dude was buried near a church, like wherever that got area it, of a church it, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that. He was buried. So the apparition was described as being very tall and dressed in all white. Oh. But was also said to wear a calfskin garment with horns and oh. large glass eyes at other times. That's demonic. Yeah. So this is where it gets sketchy. Sure. When you got two people seeing, seeing two, two different, different ghosts. Because one ghost sounds uh, like a like like heaven ghost. Yeah. And the other one sounds demonic ghost. Yes. Horns and yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of shit. Lamb skin or sheep yeah, skin yeah. or whatever. So stories about the ghosts soon began to circulate. Two women, one elderly elderly and the other pregnant, were reported to have been seized by the ghost on separate occasions while walking near the churchyard. Like a possession or just grabbed? Um, Grabbed. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I love a good possession story. They were apparently so frightened they both died from shock a few days after. These were both older women. One was elderly, one was pregnant. So one was old oh, and the other one was young. Okay. A brewer's servant, Thomas Groom, later testified that while walking through the churchyard with a companion one night, at close to 9 p.m., something rose from behind a tombstone and seized him by the throat. Mm-mm. Hearing the scuffle, his companion turned around, at which the ghost gave me a twist around, and I saw nothing. Mm. I gave a bit of a push out with my fist and felt something soft, like a great coat. Oh. So... There's been another person who actually has been attacked by this goat. Now, when he said behind a tombstone, I figured like it was like a little kid, a like hands, like peeking out from the tombstone, and yeah. then his his whoever he's walking with wasn't like was talking, not even paying attention, and he yeah. dude getting attacked and choked. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So anyway, I was at the bar and this yeah. guy kept. In his, and he just, <laughs> it's like that joke when you two people are walking, one just stops, yeah, and then you just you're not paying attention, you keep, just keep walking. walking. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the story's that good, man. Yeah. On December 29th, William Girdler, a night watchman, saw the ghost saw the ghost while near Beaver Lane and gave chase. The apparition threw off his shroud and managed to escape. So it's With, wearing some, so they're saying it's wearing some kind of like invisibility cloak like some Harry like, Potter. Yeah, some like uh, well, everybody's been saying it's been white. So it could be white some hood. white transparent looking cloth or whatever. Like the clan? Possibly. But not in England. Um, so with London not having an organized police force, again, this is 1800, mm-hmm. um, at the time, and as many people were very f- much frightened, according to Girdler, several citizens formed armed patrols in hopes of apprehending the ghosts. Oh, militias. Now, I would love to be, the, I would love to be a fly on, the, fly on the wall, as they say, mm-hmm. to hear this conversation. To, they do say that. To hear people say, we should get together and try to catch a ghost. Yeah, have you ever seen that video of that dude? Uh, it's a bunch of dudes. 
it's like in this black neighborhood, they're like, it's a dead serious news report. And they're like, this neighborhood in Houston, Texas says that they saw a leprechaun. And then they cut down to the people. And it's just, oh my gosh. <laughs> It's so embarrassing. Hey, if y'all saw a leprechaun, say yeah. Dude got gold teeth in his mouth. And then this dude comes up. He's wearing like a a, 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 a bulletproof vest. And he, uh-huh. goes, he goes, this is a uh, a relic handed down to me by my... my it looks like uh, a pipe yeah. that he stuffed some four-leaf clovers into. And he goes, yeah. I am a leprechaun hunter. Is this a joke? Like some type of parody? I don't or? think so. No? It's, these are real people. <laughs> so yeah, I saw the leprechaun. It was in the trees. Y'all saw the leprechaun. Say yeah. Now... <laughs> I don't know if there. This is a more serious ga- a gaggle of people wanting yeah. to h- hunt a ghost, but I would assume their mentality is just as foolish as those people in yeah. the video. You're talking about getting together to hunt a ghost. Hunt a ghost. But there's oh, a, also a show on TV called Ghost Hunters, and those people are serious. Well, I don't. Yeah, but they use like technology, technology, the heat sensor. These people are not. They're talking about chasing one and catching chasing it. one with like a stick, and grab and, it. Yeah, and grab it, and like keep it hostage and doing lock like, it up, doing like whatever. a Scooby Doo thing. Like they grab it and they're like, it's. Freddy, oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy works at the corner middle yeah. store or something crazy like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so at the corner of Beaver, Beaver Lane, while making his round at about at around ten thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. on January third, eighteen o four, Girdler met one of the armed citizens patrolling the area. The ghost hunter, twenty nine year old excise officer Francis Smith, armed with a shotgun. Oh, Smith told Girdler a shotgun. Yeah. Okay. Smith what are you, told, you going to do with that? I don't know. Smith told Girdler he was going to look for the supposed ghost. <laughs> Girdler agreed that he would join Smith after he had called after he had called the hour at 11 p.m. I feel like I see where this is going. Now. And that they would take the ghost mm-hmm. if possible. Then they went their separate ways. So they was going to meet up at 11 p.m. to go yeah. ghost hunting. And this guy's like, I'm shooting whatever this is that's out here. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if it's f- flying, well, yeah. I'm shooting it. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> Just past 11 p.m., Smith encountered Thomas Millwood, Millwood, a bricklayer who was wearing the normal white clothing of his trade. <sighs> Linen trousers, entirely white, washed very clean, a waistcoat of flannel, apparently new, oh. very white, and an apron which he wore around him. It was white. He was white, white. White out. <laughs> white on white. Like a ditty party. <laughs> Millwood had been heading home from a visit to his uh, to his parents and sister, oh. who lived in back in Black Lion Lane. According to Ann Millward, um, the plasterer's sister, immediately after seeing her brother off, she heard Smith challenge him, saying, Who are you and what are you? <laughs> Damn you. Wait a minute. I'll no. shoot you. <laughs> He's like, I'm a, I'm a carpenter, man. Yeah. A likely story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a ghost would say, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, after which Smith shot him in the left of the lower jaw and killed him. Oh my! He shot him in the face. Shot him in the face. Not even a warning. He's like, no, nah, I gotta shot. kill the no, ghost. No, no. It's been story. This guy's this ghost is wearing white. This dude has all white on. What are you saying? That's so. It's like it makes sense. But if you are, if you're, if you're frightened to the point now, this has been. I saw this story in like eighteen oh two, so it's been a year. Mm-hmm. So these people are all frightened. There's no. There's no room for going asking questions like, "Hey, you know, who are the, you?" Because he could it's, he could grab you and then kill you. Is pe- that? What it's been it? three people that have been killed, so it's like, "Oh, he's wearing white and he's uh, walking." Oh no, I'm shooting. Yeah, but I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad that he. I would have. 
I'd give this person more leeway if he just shot him. No. When you ask him questions, I'm sure the dude's like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. I'm just leaving my sister's house. Yeah, all right. Likely. Yeah. Ghost. He's like, ghost? My name's Kevin. Yeah. And then he shot him in his mouth. Shot him in his mouth. Jesus Christ, man. Yep. See, th- but see, you know something, though? It's funny because this is what mass hysteria does, though. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, you get people all riled up yep. and you get them fearing the like enemy guns and all kinds of stuff, you get them fearing the enemy. And you see a lot of parallels, not as silly, it's more deadly and serious what's going on right now. But you get everybody afraid of this invisible enemy caravans coming from Ecuador, you know, Mexican people coming here and taking all the jobs and mm-hmm. getting you out of here. And then when you're surprised when somebody goes into a Walmart and fucking shoots a bunch of people who look Mexican to him, yeah. you know, or, you know, oh, the China virus. And now you got people who are just Asian American people born and raised here getting called all kind of slurs and, and treated poorly because it's like you look like the people that they're saying gave people coronavirus. Yeah. You know, yep. so this guy is just a victim of this story of some ghost. And he went and shot a dude who's just wearing a fresh white outfit. Yeah. What if that guy was going to a Diddy party? Got his face blasted. I doubt out. it. In 1802, I don't think that was 1804. Whatever. Yeah, Diddy didn't that. really get hot until like 1912. So yeah, that's a good point. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. So this dude was just wearing um his work outfit. Yeah. Just got off just work, visiting his family. He's going home, and then was <laughs> uh <laughs> mistaken. Yeah, uh, mistaken for a ghost. For a ghost. Come on, man. I don't want to give these people too much credit. He was murdered by an insane person. Yeah, but... When you said, like, I mean, listen, everybody thinks there's a ghost walking around. He's but wearing like white. Like you said, mass hysteria, but, but people are on I the edge. It, I get it. I get it. <laughs> he, he had... That, hearing that conversation he his... from a distance is crazy to me. Did you, did I, did you hear Who what I said? Who are you and what are you? Yeah. Did you hear what I said that he had on? Yeah, white, white, white everything. everything. White apron, white shoes, white pants, white shirt, white hat. Nah, man. People's not... No. People don't, it killed people. It killed this ghost. Apparently killed, killed a, a pregnant lady. A pregnant lady. An old lady. Yeah, man. So after hearing the shot, Gerla and Smith's neighbor, one John Locke, together with a George Stowe, met Smith, who had appeared very much agitated. Upon, Look at this ghost. It's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> I didn't know ghosts bleed. That's crazy. Bro. Yeah. Upon seeing uh, Millwood's body, the others advised Smith to return home. <laughs> like oh shit, uh, you, you, you need didn't to kill the ghost. You yeah. go, go home. Yeah. Meanwhile, a constable arrived at the scene and took Smith into custody. Millwood's corpse was carried to an inn, okay, um, where a surgeon, Mister Flower, ex- um, examined the body on January sixth and pronounced dead to be the result of a gunshot wound to the left side of the lower jaw. Good job. With um, with a small shot. I mean, I don't know. It's a great observation he made. I'm sure that took a lot of work. Yeah. Um, he did it at a hotel. Oh, uh, an inn. <laughs> well, there was no urgency. This dude definitely was dead. He shot. Yeah, he was face, dead. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, about the size number four. I'm guessing that's like the, the bullet size of the shotgun. Um, sure. One of which had penetrated the vertebrae of mm. the neck and injured the spinal uh, marrow. Jesus yeah. So Smith was tried for willful murder. Willful, willful murder. Mm-hmm. The, the, what the hell is it? What is happening? Is somebody connected to Bluetooth? Is that less? <laughs> I... Is that you? No. <laughs> I... Les, stop playing music! <laughs> How did that happen? It was this. It's this. 
Oh, that's coming out of this. Yeah. That's coming out of this? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Sorry, folks. Technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I believe in ghosts now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, um. Okay, no, I'm leaving that in. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where were you? He was at an end. Uh, no, no. Smith was tried for willful murder. Okay. The deceased wife... Um, Miss uh, Fulbrook stated that she had warned the deceased to cover his white clothing with a, a great coat. So she knew um, that people could mistake him. People could mistake him for this ghost. As while he's dead? While he's wearing white. No, before he. Oh, when she, he left, uh, she gave she him warned warning. him, like, no, you uh, should put on something to cover all the like, oh, Nobody believes in that ghost stuff. Yeah, yeah. This was his wife. Oh, yeah, was, wife. yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so, yeah, she warned him um, to cover his white clothing with a great coat as he had already been mistaken for the ghost on a previous occasion. Yeah. So this isn't the first time that this has happened. That's so silly, man. Yeah. Well, I would have been like, it's my work uniform. Yeah. But at the, but after the first time I would have went, right, I got to put on something to cover this. I, I, you don't, you wouldn't do that. That you, wouldn't, you, you think, you think his, you think his uniform was more of like a fashion state. You think not everybody who was a carpenter or whatever he was had to wear this. Do you think he was like, Nah, I'm an individual. Maybe he's the only one. I don't know. This is 1800. I don't know. He could have been the only be person. Fresh. Like, this was his. Uh, he was trying to express himself through his clothes. Oh, he was the only person. Like, because like, imagine if like in 2020, a ghost, mm -hmm. uh, like somebody that worked at McDonald's died, and they're yeah. like, "Man, we're looking for a ghost wearing a McDonald's uniform." Yeah. And then some dude who gets killed wearing a McDonald's uniform. But I don't it's think like, there's a bunch of people walking around wearing McDonald's uniform. Yeah, but I don't think in 1800 there were there were jobs where it was a whole... Like a whole a bunch whole, of carpenters. Whole, yeah. Like he's the only he's carpenter. He's probably the only the one. Got it. That's doing a good that job. And then it's not he, like a fleet of carpenters. Exactly. Got yeah. it. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. But again, if I was mistaken for something one Imagine time... Imagine to tell somebody, like, I'm not a ghost. Yeah, man. But I will go, oh, I got to put on something to cover this because... They're like... Yeah. Let me ask you a series of questions then to prove you're not yeah. a ghost. And the first time, the guy probably didn't have a gun, so he probably had like a stick or something. Yeah, he's like, okay... You passed my test this time. Yeah. But I'm not sure you're not a ghost. <laughs> and then just walked away. I'd be like, the accent is doing a good job with that, man. It's Thank Jason you. Statham. I was doing Jason Statham. Oh, okay. Statham. All right. So on Saturday evening, he and I, or this is from his wife, sorry. Uh huh. On Saturday evening, he and I were at home. For he lived with me, he said. He had been, he had um, frightened two ladies and a gentleman who were coming along the terrace in a carriage. This is insane. For uh, that, the man said, he dared to say, there goes the ghost. That he said he was walking, no more. Walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. But he was in a carriage. He was, you mean he was walking? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't like floating. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, that he said that he was no more a ghost than he was. And asked him, using a bad word, did he want a punch of the head? I begged of him to change his dress. This is what bro said? This is what his wife said. But I'm guessing this is the conversation. Well, he's probably tired of it. Yeah. So it sounds like he got a little aggressive in that conversation. Um, I'm no more of a ghost than you are. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get punched in? You want to get a bop in the nose? Bippity bop. Uh, so I that beg. Was probably like the fifth time that day he got asked if he was a ghost, and so he just kirked out on my boy in the carriage. Possibly. Or this. Or this conversation went the other way around. Oh, okay. So he was in his white clothes and getting berated by this dude. Po yeah. No, but the saying no. I'm no I'm no more of a ghost than you are. Oh, that was him saying that. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, you, yeah. I'm not a ghost and you're not a ghost. Yeah. Well, the guy probably like said it like quietly to whoever he was with, it's, and then he the probably ghost. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I begged of him to change his dress. Thomas said, "says I as there is a piece of work about the ghost and your cloth look white. Pray do put on your great coat. 
that you may not run any danger. So they know you're not a ghost. To avoid the whole this whole situation. Just make your whole outfit. Just do the same thing you're doing. Make it all gray. Yeah. Just do everything gray instead of white. But he had to get it was white. He, had, he probably he probably took great pride in that outfit. Yeah, man. All clean. white. He's like, when I finish Professional. my day, when I finish my day at work, not a smudge or stain. He probably took that's probably like his yeah. that was probably his sales slogan to get people to pay for his business. Yeah. Again, I don't I think you say he was a contractor or something. So I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what he was, but I feel like it's something manual labor. And he's like, when I get done painting your house or this or that or the third, this outfit is as white as when I came here. Yeah, that's how accurate I am in my job. Yep. Also, that great coat probably was like gray or something. So he didn't want the lint getting on. Oh, yeah, it's noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be all Lenny. I hate when you put on like a Lenny Aztec sweater. Then you take that off and you look crazy. And you left your lint roller at home, even though you told your fiance. I need to bring my lint roller. I'll just keep it in my pocket. And she's yeah. like, no, don't bring it. That's weird to pull out a lint roller at a party. Yeah. And now you're at a dinner party and you look stupid with lint all over yep. you. The, outfit don't, wrong the outfit don't look as fresh anymore. Exactly. Yep. You could have just brought the lint roller with you. It wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't weird to have a lint roller. So Millwood's sister testified that although Smith had called on her brother to stop or he would shoot, Smith discharged the gun almost immediately. Again, like I said, it wasn't, it, there wasn't no pause moment. No. Um, before he shot this guy. He was sure that was the ghost. Yep. Despite a number of declarations of Smith's, Smith's good character, the chief judge, Lord Chief Baron Sir Archibald McDonald. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> advised the jury that malice was not required of murder, uh, merely an, an intent to kill. Mm. So this is from the Lord Chief Baron McDonald. I should betray my duty and injure. Is it injure? Injure. Injure. Sure, yeah, yeah. Injure the public security. If I did not persist in asserting that this is clo- that this is a clear case of murder, yeah. If the facts be proved to your satisfaction, all killing whatever amounts to murder, yeah. Unless justified by the law or in self-defense, in cases of some involuntary acts or some sufficiently violent prov- provocation, mm-hmm. it becomes manslaughter. Not one of these circumstances occur here. Yeah. Now, do you think his lawyer tried to go, Your Honor? This is clearly self-defense. He thought he was being attacked by a ghost. With that, I don't think... Johnny Cochran could have got that off. Yeah, but I I don't think at this time self-defense was a a thing. I I don't think. I don't think that... I think that came up after this happened or something. Something something else that I read was something like that. Johnny Cochran would have came through like, if it's a ghost, you got to do the most. And then it's like, (laughs) okay, not guilty. Bang. And then everybody leaves. Yeah. Uh, So Lord Chief Barron observed that Smith had neither acted in self-defense nor shoot Mill, nor shot Millward by accident. He had not been provoked by the supposed apparition, mm-hmm. nor had he attempted to apprehend apprehend it. Millward had not committed any of um, offense to justify being shot, and even the supposed ghost had been shot. The fact that this guy, the ghost, is coming up in um, a court trial, trial, yeah, insane. <laughs> it would not have been acceptable. As frightening people while pretending to be a ghost was not a serious felony, but far less serious misdemeanor, meriting only a small fine. Mm. The judge closes remarks by reminding the jury that the previous good character of the accused meant nothing meant nothing in this case. Yeah, he just he killed somebody. It doesn't matter if he's a nice guy or not. Yep. McDonald directed the jury to find the accused guilty of murder if they believed the facts presented by the witness. After considering. For an hour, the jury returned with a verdict of manslaughter. McDonald informed the jury that the court could not receive such a verdict and that they mu- and that they must either find Smith guilty of murder or acquit him. That Smith believed Millwood was a ghost was irrelevant. 
The jury then returned with a verdict of guilty. After passing the, cus- the customary sentence of death, McDonald said that he intended to report the case to the king who had the power to commute the sentence. The initial sentence of hanging and dissection was commuted to a year's hard labor. That's a part of the, the sentence, the dissection part? Yeah, I was like, Jesus. Damn. Um, yeah, don't tell so, me you're going to cut me up when yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> just exactly. do it. You don't got to let me know. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was commuted to a year's hard labor. Wow. Yep. For blowing somebody's face off. Yep. But listen to this. The huge publicity given to the case persuaded the true culprit to come forward. The, the ghost? He was John Graham, an elderly shoemaker. He had been pretending to be a ghost while using a white sheet to frighten his um, apprentice um, who had been scaring Graham's children with ghost stories. There is no record ghost. There's no record of Graham's ever that Graham has ever been punished. So there was a guy. Yeah. <laughs> who was going around pretending to be this. Ooh, I'm a ghost. Now. I assume that he just did this once. Some people saw it and then the rumor spread. So that may, that tells me that the women that died and any of that kind of stuff, they, they it had nothing to do with Graham grabbing the, I don't, I don't know if he did all of the things. Cause it sounds like he did it with an, one intention to yeah. scare a specific person. Yep. But then maybe somebody else saw that or yep. that kid did get scared, told everybody yeah. he saw a ghost. Then the ghost story goes around, spreads around. Yeah. People start we, making we, stuff up. We all know. Yeah. We all know this. Um, Telephone. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when word gets around by mouth, the story changes mm-hmm. over and over. Oh, people start making up, exaggerating, and making Big up time. shit. Like uh, that that little kid, especially if it started with a little kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it but, was a seven foot tall ghost. Yeah. 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 So that was my um story of the Hammersmith ghost murder case. Oh. I want to know if any of our UK listeners have even heard this story, or you know, maybe it's like. It was a big thing. Everybody knows about it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to know that as well. Yeah. That's crazy how it the story changes from one person to a person being killed. Yeah. And two people that died of shock, which Shit. is crazy. I don't even know if I believe that part. Is that yeah, kind of like fucked that, up to I, say? I, I feel like that part, and we could both be wrong. That right? could be, but that could, that could be, be word of mouth. You know, a girl died from being so scared. That could be a lie. You know, so that's just, that's how these things, when they take on a life of their own. When I was a kid, there's this alley called Dead Man Alley. Mm -hmm. I never saw the alley until I was old enough to ride a bike. Yeah. I heard all kind of shit, man. If you go down this alley, you fucking fall off the the trike and you roll until you die. A kid died going down it. It's the steepest alley in the country. This, that, and the third. The moment I approached this alley as like a 10-year-old kid on a bike, I was like, this is it? Yeah. And then you just bomb that shit. It's not even, there's nothing about it, but it's so built up. Yeah. And all these folklores and mythologies, it killed a person. The 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 alley is uh, possessed by the ghost of a slave. All these kind of crazy things. And you see it and you're like, oh, this isn't any of those things that I've been told. I've had so much, so much fear from word of mouth, from the game of telephone. Yeah. And it just builds and builds into this thing. And it's never what you really thought it but was. But I think about that is the idea that you had before you even went. Yeah. What if you never went? That's just like oh, people that seen these, that heard these ghosts that have never seen come in contact with this ghost going. Just keep passing it on. Just keep passing it on. Mm-hmm. You so, add something to it. Yep. Yeah. D- you damn heard, right. Yeah. I even heard it ate somebody. Yeah. Right? You know. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, man. That game of telephone is dangerous. And yeah. and even in harmless, well, this wasn't harmless. Somebody got shot, but intention intended to be harmless ghost prank. But from that to anything to our current political spectrum, game of tell. Get your facts right. 
learn what you need to learn. And, and that's the way you should make up your decision. Don't just sharing these Facebook pictures and these all fact, just, just fact check before you make your mind up. Yeah. At, at least as best as you can. And sometimes the facts might not change your mind, but it's good to be at least more informed. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do better with that. You know, as, 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 uh, as an adult, you don't get everything right. Sometimes you, your heart speaks before your brain speaks and you get something wrong. You end up on the wrong side of how you feel about something. Mm. I mean, you, you do your research and as a person, you should be able to go, um, I'm, I messed up on that. My bad. I got that wrong. You know, yeah. going around telling people it's ghosts and rallying people to get from some kind of ghost hunting crew. Whoever that person was, you couldn't tell him that a ghost wasn't real. Yeah. You know, I'm killing this ghost. Whoever, yeah. whoever got white on, I'm shooting. Yeah. Now, one thing your story didn't do that I thought it was, would do when, when you first started, I was like, Maybe by the end of this, I'll believe more in ghosts. No, no, no. <laughs> I believe less. Wait, less. I believe less in ghosts no. now than I when I first. I asked you the story because I obviously because I know the story. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know what your thought on ghosts was. Yeah, because based on the story, mm-hmm. ghost is not real. Now, Discovery Channel has a show called um, Haunting. Okay, or something like that. Mm-hmm. That show is pretty scary, and it makes me believe in ghosts when I watch it. But like after, but it's I'll TV. Finish. No, but it's like. It's the thing where the person is like, and then I was, they don't want to be seen for, you know, in real life, they're like, and then the ghost pulled me out of the bed. And then they reenact it with actors, you know, yeah. so they cut to the actual person sitting in the dark room and I was terrified and uh, the ghost told me to kill my mother. And then they cut to like acting it out with actors. Yeah. And it, it feels, it feels real sometimes. Yeah. I don't, I'm not buying that. And also. You can do that. In the, come on now. Yeah, you know TV better, way better than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you put on there somebody <laughs> disguise their can, voice. Can and out, this could be come anybody. on now. This could be a PA. This could be somebody that holds the boom mic. It's like, go, go in there and say <laughs> could the be, thing. It could be a, that could be an actor. Yeah. Right there. And they just, that, that could be the same actor in the from the reenactment yeah. acting as the real person. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But also, <laughs> also though, but also listen, Paranormal Activity is a fake movie. That yeah, first that Paranormal Activity it's fucking scary. Yeah. Now, it's not scary now at home watching it on your 45-inch TV. No, it's you not know? the same. You were in a movie theater in 2008 or nine, whenever that movie came out, and those fucking demon screams or her standing over the boyfriend <sighs> for the whole night and all that shit, I left that movie theater convinced that ghosts were real. That is... That is now, ex- that was more demons, but still. Yeah, that is an experience I'll never forget. Yeah. Okay. You cannot... Unless you have a theater in your house. You can't reenact You it. cannot reenact you gotta have the mo- speakers that make the bass like... Hit you in your chest. Yeah. I watched all the other ones on TV and it's like, I can't same. even, they don't hit the same. I can't watch this. They don't hit the same. They do not yeah. hit the same at all. That first paranormal activity, I, you couldn't tell me a ghost wasn't real when I left. <laughs> you couldn't tell me. Anyway, th- Fran, thank you. That was a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, listen, you cannot get caught up in, in the, uh, the passion and the fear. Do not let fear mongering bring the worst out of you like it did with this, this nice British man, apparently, that people say. He ended up shooting somebody's face off. Yeah. Rest in peace to that man. He didn't deserve to die for having on a fresh white outfit. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right. And we are back. Fran, before I get into my affirmative murder this week, I actually feel like I need to give a uh, a listener's discretion kind of warning because this is a very, this is not a lighthearted, you know, crazy roller coaster story. This is a very dark story. Um, it's the story of Adrian Jones, a little boy, and how the system and his parents failed him. Okay. Uh, so Adrian Jones was born in 2008 and lived with his biological mother, Diana Pierce, until he was two years old. In 2011, he was removed from her home due to inadequate supervision. 
Social and Rehabilitation Services investigated a report that Adrian wasn't being supervised properly and determined that Pierce was guilty of neglect. They took the boy and placed him in uh, the care of his father and his stepmother. Now, in July 2011, two months before Adrian was taken from his mom's house and placed with them, mm -hmm. a report came into the Missouri DCF that Heather and Michael Jones had guns all over their house and had no food in their cupboards. Mm. DCF determined the report was unsubstantiated and Adrian Jones was released to Michael Jones that September, despite them already caring for six other children in the home. Damn. Three months later, DCF investigated a report that the kids get spankings till their butts bleed. <clears throat> actions that Michael and Heather Jones denied. DCF concluded that the allegations were unsubsta unsubstantiated once again. What? It's like, ah, we can't really, you know, I mean, there's injuries, but we I, I, we didn't see it. We, if there's no scar, like scars or, I mean. Oh, I'll get into can't... it because there definitely was scars. I'll get into it. I'll get That's into crazy. It, you know? I think it's more likely that. I, you never watched the, the Trials of Gabriel Fernandez, right? Mm, is that the kid that got murdered by his parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sound like This is yeah. a very similar story to that. Yeah, okay, so there were situations that. within that where, like, nobody actually went sometimes. They just say, like, oh, yeah, it was. It was fine. Yeah. He was coming to school with bruises and what like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is very this mirrors that very much. Yeah. Uh, a June 2012 family preservation progress report said Heather Jones hit the children with objects or her hand, mm. leaving marks and or bruises. It also said she may have been using methamphetamine and that she accidentally shot herself in the foot at a convenience store. So just, you know, some great folks here, you know, some folks that should definitely be out there you know, procreating and having spawn and taking yeah. care of children. So she was an addict. She was, she was an addict and a fool also. And apparently. Shot, she shot herself in the foot. I don't know if it was by accident or I'm if she sure just went hard. So I don't know how the methamphetamines hit, but maybe the methamphetamines were hitting crazy and she just thought she was invincible. Yeah. I don't really know. Um, the investigation also uncovered that the abuse from Mrs. Jones was more severe than that of Mr. Jones. Mm. Because the two had separated, DFS agreed to let the children remain in the care of Mr. Jones as long as he didn't allow Mrs. Jones access to them and if he followed a safety plan. DFS, now also keep in mind what I just said. They both recognize that these two people are abusive, but one's more abusive than the other one, so they'll let them stay with the less abusive one under these kind of guidelines. I don't like how you can go, okay, he can stay with you under these rules. Person can just go. That I can't, that I'm, I'm not going to be here when I, when I leave, you don't have to follow these rules. I'm telling you, you better, <laughs> you better That's not. Crazy. Now I'm going to leave. I'll be back in six months. Come on. But what if that's like, and the sad part is what if that's part of their job? If they go, I have to take their word. Oh and, yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's, that's the thing. I don't, I don't always try in the cases of when we do stories that involve like detective work, yeah. anything like that. I don't, I'm not doing those jobs. Right. So I'm not a social worker and I'm sure they have a heavy caseload and their hands get tied in a lot of ways where it's like. Well, I, I physically can't do anything. The system is saying I can't take this kid out of this home and so on and so forth. I want to. I see red flags. I, I, I told my boss. They told me I can't take him out of the home. That happens sometimes as well. I feel like more times than not it happens. Yeah. But there are also people who are like, eh, it's 5 o'clock, so I don't know. It's not my concern anymore. They'll get it figured out. He's cool. Mm. It's too much work to get him put up in a foster care place. I got to file, file paperwork. Just let him stay with his parents. That happens as well, you know? Um, uh, DFS was notified when the couple got back together and they continued to have reports filed against them with the D with the DFS. 
But the agency claims that because the family moved back and forth between Kansas and Missouri, it made it hard for them to keep track of the case. He literally fell through the cracks of the of the the state divider between Kansas and Missouri. Mm. So whenever they start to kind of build up, uh, I, I believe it was they had two thousand claims filed against them in Missouri and like four hundred cl- claims filed against them in Kansas. But it was like as soon as stuff started looking bad in Missouri, they end up moving to Ooh, Kansas. Now I don't think they were intentionally like, oh, it's getting hot here. People are starting to realize we're beating these kids. Let's move to Kansas. Now move to Missouri. Now move to Kansas. Move to-. They just were. You don't think it was that? I'll continue because actually, as I'm saying it, I don't know. Because the, the things that they did were so crazy that who knows? Who knows? Man? It's just a big mess. But, you know, because of their moving around, it's one of the reasons that um, uh, Adrian's case might have fallen through the cracks. Adrian Jones was five years old in July 2013 when he told a Missouri Children's Division worker and police officer that a little bone came out when his father kicked him in the head. Mm, in the head? In the head. And this, these are his words. He's now telling you, like, they beat, they, beat, they beat me. I'm saying it. So you have reports of people seeing it happen to him. You have reports of uh, workers coming out and seeing that he's a little messed up yeah. and saying, oh, yeah, they definitely beat these kids. Don't leave him with the mom. Leave him with the dad. And then you have the kid himself coming out and saying, he kicked me so hard in my head that a bone came out from somewhere. Like, a kid recognized that. Like, a kid got, one, he got kicked in the head. Yeah. But he also recognized, like, that wasn't right. Like, something is off. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. <sighs> um, uh, um, an August 2013 intake report stated, the children are isolated due to the parents' homeschooling. So this is how they were able to get away with it for so long. Because they were all, they didn't see the house. people. Yeah. Uh, other records allege the children, the child was locked in a bedroom from outside and that he had to get up in the middle of the night to eat or get food out of the trash. They wasn't feeding him? Mm-mm. Well, they didn't have, oh, wait, is this the same house that didn't have any food? Or this is a... But specifically, he wasn't getting fed. So regardless of if they would have food sometimes or not, they wouldn't feed him. They they'd, wouldn't feed him. They'd make him eat food off the ground with his hands behind his back. It was just a lot of... And this was, this is both of their children, right? No, this uh, is the Michael J- Michael Jones' son, and Heather Jones is his stepmother. Stepmother. And he was taken away that's from crazy. his biological mother's home for neglect. Now, I'm not saying that's, that's better than this, but I, not that that's, that's not good either. Yeah. You know, so this kid really didn't have much of a chance. Um, cameras were installed in the residence to catch him sneaking food. What? The abuse he suffered at the hands of his father and stepmother were meticulously documented through dozens of surveillance cameras. And there's a lot of footage that is incredibly disturbing. Disturbing. I don't recommend people watch it. It's really sad and tragic to watch. But there's a lot of footage of the of like what happened to this kid. Cameras and photos and I mean uh, videos. And oh, you watched it? I'm I not, watched I some watch of it while I was doing the research. It was really hard to watch, but yeah, it ex- it exists. There's a lot of footage of that kind of stuff. It's really it's really it's really fucked up. Um, Why have kids if you're just gonna you're gonna treat them like I don't I, I don't a great, understand that's that. a great question man. Uh, and as family moved from place to place across Kansas and Missouri, his stepmother captured photos and videos of the horrors. Uh, images stored online and later recovered by authorities were turned in when they eventually were arrested for yeah. what I'm gonna get into. But they she had all this stuff like in her iCloud of her being like, "Why are you? What are you doing over there? Why are you eating trash?" And he's like, "Cause I'm hungry." And she's like, oh, he's hungry, so he's eating trash. That makes sense. You're like, what? what? Why are you treating this kid like this? It just is, it's so evil. It's really evil. Uh, Adrian's life was brief, but filled with great suffering. 
The torture brought upon by the, brought upon this young boy was truly evil. For example, videos showed Adrian being beaten with fists and broomsticks by both his father, Michael, and his stepmother, Heather. He was forced to stand outside in freezing temperatures, handcuffed, and sometimes he had to sleep outside. He was forced to stand for hours up to his neck in a dirty pool in dirty pool water, which could cause malaria and all kinds of things. There's also a, a picture of that. And you can see that his cheekbones are so sunken in and he's just like neck, neck up. Yeah. And he's neck. All you can see is his neck and his face. Cause his whole body, the rest of it is in some, you know how you might go to a, a, a open house or something. And you see a pool that they didn't take down yet. And it's just yeah. like green water. Yeah. It's dirty. He was in that. Now I don't condemn just giving your child away, but yeah. I feel like condone. So yeah. Condone. Sorry, okay, condone. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. But why, why keep the child if you're going to treat it if you evilly? Go, if, exactly. Yeah. That's crazy well, if you're to, able me. to I feel like if you're able to do that to a child, you don't even recognize that what you're doing is evil. The things that's I'm crazy. describing, I don't think they're like, maybe we went a little too far today. They're like, fuck that kid. It's but funny. This, or but whatever. that's what I'm saying. They're you getting a the kick out of doing it. Exactly. They're torturing. They're torturing somebody. What? <sighs> All right. That's maybe good. in their mind, they're, he's being bad. This is punishment. This is, you know, this, it might be that kind of thing. Not defending it. I'm just saying in their mind, they might be going, well, he shouldn't have been crying all day. So if you want to cry, I'll give you something to cry about. You know, that whole thing. But yeah. they did. I haven't even got. There's more now, things. That this, is, this is kind of rough because I have children and yeah. you see how helpless children are. For sure. One time, this may be kind of fucked up, but one time I was messing with Sophie, right? Uh-huh. So it was like she was just being bad and we was outside. So I was going in. I was like, all right. I'm going in. It was, yeah. She did something. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave you out here. Uh-huh. And I was like closing the door so she can see that I'm, I'm yeah. leaving her. And she looked at so, I almost cried because she looked at so helpless. Yeah. And so sad. Yeah. I was like, I can never, I'm never going to yeah. do that again. Yeah. I just, I couldn't. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Just a child, just they so helpless. Is, yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, that's and, rough. And, it, and that's it's, rough. it's your, as a person who's an adult, you go through your life and you see all these different traits in people. Yeah. So you see somebody maybe being a brat or being like, I know more than you. I'm going to stay out here all day. You're like, oh, that's annoying to me. Yeah. So I'm going to do this thing to make you stop being that way. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh, you want to stay out here all day? You're never leaving. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're talking shit to me. I'm going to leave you out here. Yeah. You know, but then when shit gets real, oh, this isn't an 18 year old girl yeah. that, I, that I was dating and I'm doing the thing like. Well, if I'm just going to leave you at this movie yeah. theater, it's like, oh, that's a baby. And now they just, they really thought for a second, like, my dad's leaving me yeah. out here. So <laughs> that's when shit gets real. Yeah. But that's the thing that happens, man. Like, that's a, that's nothing. That's yeah. such a small scale. But that, thing. but just, but just seeing a feeling, child's face. Yeah. And that tells, that tells you and me that you have incredible empathy and you yeah. care so much for your kids. You could never do any of these things to your kids. Yeah. But even like, uh, you don't even understand, like a parent might like scare their kid yeah. and they just think it's a joke. And now that kid like has a twitch for the rest of their life yeah. or they're really scared for the rest of their life. Like for me, for example, my mom never did anything like that, but I would stay at my grandmother's house with all my cousins. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes uh, you like go to the bathroom when it's like, everybody's playing a game or yeah. whatever. And you go to the bathroom and you come back and all the lights are off and yeah. everybody like, we're all going to go hide. Yeah. And to this day, I don't, I, I, I hate when I, if I come out of the bathroom and Sierra like went upstairs to go get a, a paper. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, she's, not even like I'm, I'm laughing. I'm like, fuck, she's like playing a game. Kind of scary, yeah. That's just, that's innate trauma. It's, yeah. a, it's not a big deal, yeah. but I can, I can pinpoint why I feel that way yeah. if I go somewhere with my friends and I come out and now the room's empty. And then they go, oh yeah, man, we just went out on the patio. Yeah. We're just getting a beer. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. 
somebody's gonna come around a corner and like yell at something at me yeah. or something, you know and it's never it hasn't been that case since i was like six yeah but it's still there you know yeah so that shit just those things traumatize you yeah. and this kid's beyond i'll get into the levels of trauma that he goes through but these are all things that there's no coming back from for this kid now you know i think people can kind of assume where i'm going since it's my affirmative murder but let's say he got out of this situation and they put him in a nice foster home with nice parents his journey back to normalcy would be so long yeah. because of this trauma inflicted on him by like, his father. You know, that stuff, it, it just stays with you. It takes so much work to get over those things. Yeah. Anyway, let me get back to it. Like I said, it's just so much more shit. Um, he was also shocked with a stun gun for up to 20 seconds. Photogra- photographs found on the couple's computer showed that he had uh, clearly been starved. Like I said, I mean, you see photos of his neck skinny, his cheekbones are protruded. So much shit, man. The parents also used torture-like stress positions to punish the boy. Pictures found by investigators showed Adrian strapped to an inversion table. You know, like a, one of those t- like things that you put your feet in the things and then it can flip you upside down. You hang upside down like a bat. Mm-hmm. They strapped him to one of those. And they would hang him upside down so long that when he would get off sometimes, his hand, his fingers would be swollen because the blood oh, the rushed to your head. Yeah. Mm. So put him on an inversion table. Uh, in one photo, he Can't has you die from that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, in one in one photo, he's he's seen with a cutting board strapped to the front and back of him to make him stand up straight. So he, they duct tape a cutting board. To, also, imagine a cutting board that you use for like a piece of steak. Yeah, and compare that to like a little kid's chest. It looks like a, a bulletproof armor plate yeah they put one on his front and his back and then duct taped it around so that he couldn't bend over it forced him to stay propped up straight so what does that do he can't it's like it puts so much strain on your back oh really yeah and his arms so he can't bend his arms or his elbows and he's just kind of stuck propped up straight and they would make him do that like all day sometimes i mean they would do really they would handcuff him have him hold his hands over his head over his head just like for the day yeah go in that corner and do jumping jacks all day. You stop, I'm going to beat you. That kind of shit. You know, this is a six-year-old. Uh, other videos showed him being taunted with food. He had his hands restrained with a bar of soap shoved into his mouth. What? His parents would set food on the edge of the soap just out of his reach. Even when he was free within the house, there were alarms on the refrigerator and the cupboards to ensure that he couldn't sneak food. But why go? Th- I don't understand why you would go through all this to torture a child. Also, though. keep in mind, sometimes the DFS is coming and they're they're hiding him and being like, "Oh no, it's cool. We're not doing." That's what makes it the most evil to me, because they could just get caught or let them take him away. But they're saying like, "No, no, it's cool. He can stay. He's everything's fine here." They, so they're they don't, sending them away. They don't see him. They can't say, "Look, well, I'm, not saying they, I'm not saying they don't see him, but they oh. might see him and. And uh, they explain things away or however it goes. I'm not saying they off they come out often because they clearly weren't. They couldn't have been coming out often because this kid's face is clearly sunken in. You know, you see a kid like Sophia's kind of skinny. Yeah. But she doesn't look emaciated. There's a difference between like, oh, that kid's a string bean and like, oh, that kid's not being fed. Yeah. He was in that category. So somebody couldn't have been coming too often. But I'm just saying at the at any point when people did come, something happened to where they didn't take the kid away. Yeah. But they could have just gone. Yeah, man, we can't really handle this responsibility they could have done that at any point and they didn't they Mm. chose to keep this kid around and torture him which is despicable none of this is forgivable but that makes it the most evil because the dfs is involved yeah they have cases on you they're coming and having conversations with you they told the father to have a safety plan to take care of the kids and he's like yeah yeah i'll do that whatever 
tell me how to take care of my kids. Go in the corner and fucking eat this rat. You know, just like fucked up crazy shit when he could have just gave up his parental rights. That's an option. Yeah. I feel like I've heard crazy stories about the foster care system, but this kid would have been better off in that system than with his parents. Yeah. Uh, for a period of several months in 2014, Adrian was placed in a residential treatment center in Grandview, Missouri, having been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you don't remove from a, a child, from a, a six-year-old child from the home when you've diagnosed him with PTSD. This kid is not in Iraq, Fallujah. He's not seeing combat. The, the, the stress is coming from his home. Yeah. And they kept him in the home still. How do you get diagnosed with PTSD and that's not an immediate red flag? Like, oh, he has to be taken out of it. That's what I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what what's the what's well, the point system of, just failed him. Yeah, but what's the point of you and we've we've seen this many a times, but I'm saying what's the point of going out there for what? What's what's the what's the purpose of you going out there? To to for what? What are you referring to? I'm talking about the the people that's the um the child. Oh, the, the, oh, the social worker. The social oh, okay, worker. Okay, got it. The, yeah. If you're not there to get the kid out of immediate danger yeah. if you see it. Yeah. What are you going out there for? But that's my thing is, and again, I'm, I don't, I, I'm sure there's social workers listening to this. And I'm, I don't want to demonize anybody. But there are absolutely people in every field. There are people who become teachers because it's a job. Not, every, not everybody's like passionate and yeah. I love, but, but you, that's what you think. At least me. I go, why be a teacher if you don't love kids? You don't want to change lives. And if, if you're just like, man, it's 40 grand a year. You know, I get summers off. I'm working on a, I got a second job where I make pretty good money. So I like having the summers off to do that and whatever. I don't really even really like kids. Social worker, same thing. If your goal, if you're not waking up every day thinking I'm trying to save kids and maybe the people who do do that get into the system and they realize, oh, this system's a mess and I'm, yeah. I can't, I, save, I can't save kids. Yeah. There's plenty of cases of people quitting being a social worker because they go, we're not even really saving kids, man. We're just, this system's so fucked up. Yeah. You know? So I'm not saying that everybody that came out to his house was just there to like, oh, I have five houses I have to go visit today and then I'm done for the weekend. It's Friday, baby. You know, I'm not saying, but he never got taken out of the home. You know, somebody dropped the ball. And if I get flack from, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, you know, hard jobs are hard, man. Shit. I just, but somebody dropped the ball on this, on this case. It's just, it's a fact. Let's see. Yeah, so like I said, he was diagnosed with PTSD. He was discharged on September 4, 2014 to his father on the condition that him, the father and the stepmother follow an aftercare plan, just like the fucking safety plan. So here's another plan. Here's some paperwork for you. So they let him go back to to the family where he was crazy to the house where he was diagnosed with PTSD. That's crazy. With some paperwork that they're going to throw in the trash. So here's your aftercare plan. Make sure you're doing this, that and the third. The after plan included enrollment in school. And therapy. Mm-hmm. They're like, this kid needs to be, this kid need to be socialized. He needs to be around other kids. And they were like, fuck that. Is there money involved in this? And as what? far as when they take the child, put him in this place or that place. What is, I need to know what's involved. There's what's definitely the money involved because there are people who, there are people, I've heard stories of people taking advantage of the system as foster parents. Because you I'm, talking when they take, of, I'm talking about when they, take them, when they take them out of the home. If, if, if it got to a point where they was like, okay, this child can't be in this home sure. anymore. What's where where they take him out and put him at? Yeah, what's the expenses as far as is it money to when they take him out, they have to place him somewhere or like that? I don't really know. I know the trials of Gabriel Fernandez. There was all these kind of things that I wasn't aware of. All these kind of like uh, 
city council boards and things that were in charge of money that was supposed to go to funding things that's that, what I, that it wasn't going to so that could be the cause of of the system not being uh properly taken care of because people are dipping in and taking funding from places that it's supposed to be going to or but i'm not saying like i don't know about like per kid like oh that's that's, that's kid, what i mean that's that, what I, I, need to, mean. I need to yeah. know i don't think so that's what i need to know because i feel like, like that kid has valuable? to be my point is that yeah i don't i don't i don't think so because if he was they would have taken him out of the house I would think. I don't like know it has if there's to be a, some type a, of a per kid kind of f- uh, farming system. Like, yeah, you take him out and you put him here, so oh, that, that to, makes money. Yeah, or oh, it has to be some type of requirement for like, it has to this this kid has to be going through this this just, checked off boxes for us for us to take him out. Well, I mean, I know up. the social worker because I just because yeah. the world is fucked up like that. I think that's just how it goes. Oh yeah, man. Oh oh, um, um, capitalism rules the world. So there's definitely a system of money being taken advantage of in every system. So they can't. They can't I don't know if it's possibly do every. That's how. That's I don't know. How it's I like, per, like oh, could this. Be, this kid. If we I get hope him I'm to, wrong, but if I we just, get him to go through this, that, and the yeah. third. That's ten grand. I don't think it's that kind of thing. But like I said, I know people that I not personally, but I've heard stories of people who are like, I have seven foster kids. I get like three hundred dollars a pop, yeah, or whatever. That's crazy, you know. So I have seven kids, but I give them the bare minimum, food wise, to take yeah, care I'm of them, and I'm pocketing a whole bunch of money. That happens, I couldn't do that, you know. So th- that's an example of profit. And also in the Charles Gabriel, Gabriel Fernandez documentary, there was some kind of council board in, in California that was not allocating the funds to social work properly. Mm. You know, it was they were spending money on beaches and all this kind of just pr- other programs other than where the money should have been going. Yeah. So there's money being taken advantage of, but I don't think it's like a per kid kind of thing. But I, I'm, Hope you know, wrong. please, if anybody has any <laughs> facts, because neither of us are social workers. So if anybody knows any uh, statistics or anything, please send them to us. Um, so like I said, he was discharged to his family after being diagnosed with PTSD and they were given some kind of plan that they didn't follow. They didn't put him in school and they didn't send him to therapy. I don't know if the kid was saying like, you know, I can't, cause ever, this reminds me of that. I don't know if you saw that video that the little girl, a white girl. And it was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go back. And everybody was like, no, we can't like, what? She's crying for help. Like what? She's saying that the guy's touching me inappropriately. And they're like, we can't, the hands are tied, you know? But again, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that that social worker that's in that video is like, hey man, whatever she's saying, she's lying. I think she's just like, I But that's what, we don't know the process. That's what I'm saying. We have to get to like code three before I can take the kid out. And right now we're only at code one. So she might be saying these things, but I don't have the authority to take her out of the home. That's fucked up, man. Um, But like I said, he, he told a police officer and a social worker, my dad kicked me in my head and a bone broke in my head. So he's definitely speaking out at times. And I'll even get into that because there's some theories about some of the stuff that they did and what their intentions were. So uh, leading up to the boy's death, his stepmother, Heather, Heather Jones, often posted angry rants about Adrian, a six-year-old, on a private Facebook page and alluded to wanting to kill him. On Facebook? On Facebook, but like her alternate profile or something where like oh. her friends and family might not follow or something. Yeah. According to an, uh, to an affidavit obtained by the Kansas City Star, on Christmas Day 2014, Heather made a reference to wanting to simulate an episode of The Walking Dead in which a character shoots a child in the back of the head. Wow. Nine months before, I, would, I think I know what, it's, I think it's the Carol scene. For anybody who watches The Walking Dead, I think of with Carol. She wants to reenact something she saw on TV mm-hmm. to a six-year-old child. To a six-year-old child. Because she's so angry at him. Because he makes her so angry. The six-year-old. That's not even her child. Not even her child. Stepmother. Nine months before Adrian's death, they started keeping him locked in a shower full-time. What? It's believed that this was an effort to keep him from reporting the abuse he was experiencing. 
So it's only one way you can come out then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. mine, you can you can move both both ways. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Okay. No, that's it's, what I was it, thinking. I, I, it slides. It's, it only slides half. Got you. Okay. So they block that. So they block the outside. He can't pull it. Got exactly. Yeah, so okay, he's stuck it. in there. They would keep him in there. And yeah. it's believed that they did that so that he couldn't, you know, call police or make statements or be seen by anybody who was coming over to visit or anything like that. Um, he eventually died of starvation in that shower. Wow. Um, he was left in the shower for up to two weeks until Michael brought home some pigs that he put in the barn where they also had chickens and other animals. He threw the boy's body into the pig pen and they, what? Ate, they ate almost all of him. The pigs? Mm-hmm. Pigs will eat anything. Wow, man. Uh, Albert Fish, I believe, is a serial killer. He used, he used pigs. Um, they died, he died of starvation. They fed him to the pigs. And they used the pigs to hide his body. That is crazy. His child. He threw his child into the pig pen. On November, wow. on November 24, 2015, authorities were called out to the Jones home for a domestic disturbance uh, call. A, DS, a DCF activity log indicated that Michael Jones shot a gun at Heather Jones while she was holding a child, then beat her with the firearm. When police arrived, Heather informed them that, and this was like out of spite. When police arrived, Heather informed the officers that if they look around the property, they would find the remains of a human child. That's bullshit, man. I can't To be like, that. I'm going to get you in trouble, Michael. That's crazy. You know, it was one of those kind of things. When Heather led police to the pig pen, there wasn't much left. An autopsy later confirmed that the remains were those of Adrian. Mm. Uh, Heather pled guilty to one count of murder and two counts of child abuse. She was sentenced to life, which means she will serve 25 years before she's eligible for parole. She'll be 51 years old. Michael originally pled guilty to first degree murder or first degree felony murder and was sentenced to life in prison. He will also have to serve 25 years before he will be eligible for parole. He will be 71 years old. He then later tried to withdraw his guilty plea and requested a jury trial. And so they were both saying like, I didn't kill him. Heather killed him. And I didn't kill him. Michael killed him. But the point is, if you were in a home when this was happening, you're as culpable as the person yeah, who did sure. anything. There's no, I, there's no, there's no, um, I didn't know, or I, I didn't do it that you can pull over an, at least a nine month time frame of torture. You're culpable just as much as any other person. You guys are equally to blame. So I want to know what now Michael did throw him into the pig pen, yeah. but still he was, that was, that was postmortem. He was dead. I want to know how did they feel after they killed him? What did they, what did they do? Like well, they what, didn't want to get caught. It, that's one thing that's for sure. No, but I mean like, what did it accomplish? Well, they didn't, they killed him, but they didn't strike him. There was no blow dealt to him. He died of starvation. So okay. I don't think their intention was no. to kill. I mean, yeah, it was. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying, I'm, but I'm. But I'm, my point is, I'm saying like they were shocked when he was dead. I would assume because they didn't stab him or or, or yeah. strangle him or something. He just they went in. They went in there to be like, ah, I bet you want some of this apple, but you can't have it. And then he was dead. But I want to know what they because they was doing this for fun. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. But so what was after this? After they killed him, or after he died and they threw him in? A, what did they? I want to know what they did after that. Like what? What did they do to fill that thrill that they had, that kick they had of doing that to him? That's the part I don't understand. None of the other kids were getting hurt as bad as Adrian was, but there were other kids there. Hmm. I don't have any facts on if they, you know, after Adrian was gone, if they would beat their other kids. But was it their kids? It wasn't long after Adrian died that they were caught. It was only a couple of weeks. But was it, was the other kids both of their kids? 
Well, they most of the kids were Michael's kids, and like I think maybe two of them, maybe one of them was was hers. Okay. But the point is, they got called, or a domestic uh, violence call was made. So maybe after Adrian died, shit was on the rocks. Maybe it just it was crazy in the house. We're gonna get caught. You did this. You did this. Da, 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 da. And it led up to him shooting at her. I think he grazed her arm with a gun, with a bullet too, when he shot at her. And so this was only a couple weeks after he fed Adrian to the to the pigs. So it's not like um, in the Michelle Blair case where it was like th- he was gone for a year and yeah. they just lived their life and whatever. Th- their relationship, however vol- volatile it already was, I would assume this Adrian thing accelerated things. And then a couple weeks after Adrian is dead, uh, police get called because there's a bunch of violence happening and they got into a fight. And she told on him when the police showed up. That's crazy. So that's the end result of them killing Adrian is that their relationship crumbled even more than it already was. And they ended up getting into a fight with each other. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 almost 90 percent sure that the fight they got into had something to do with Adrian. Yeah. Even if it was like deep sea, like we're, I'm angry at you. So you did something that was small, but it's about Adrian. Yeah. You, it's your fault we got a fucking kid in there and he's dead and we're going to get caught. Shut up, bitch. Gun, whatever, you know. So um, <clears throat> so I just have some some statistics and some facts about uh, the child protective services system in the country, specifically from, uh, from, Chicago, from Illinois. So in 2019, 123 children died despite having contact with the Department of Children and Family Services. Mm. This is from a study from Illinois. Of the 123 in the fiscal year that ended last June 24th, uh, I'm sorry, last June, 24 were ruled homicides, 37 were accidental, 34 were natural, which I don't know if Adrian falls into the category of natural or if they just mean, you know, asthma or something, you know? Yeah. I don't, natural feels weird to me. Uh, seven of those were suicide and 21 were undetermined. Uh, the inspector general, the inspector general reviewed cases where children died despite having come into contact with DCFS in the, in the 12 preceding months. And the report cited ongoing and well-publicized issues, including children killed after the agency left them alone with abusive parents, a lack of foster homes for children whose first language isn't English Mm. So that's probably a very un- underrated and underreported thing that's happening in the child service mm-hmm. field where it's like, we don't know where to place them. So we got to keep them with their parents because they, they don't speak English. Yeah. And children kept beyond medical necessity in psychiatric hospitals. Um, like I said, I mean, uh, the Adrian Jones situation is a very mirrors the Gabriel Fernandez situation very much. And um, these are not outliers. I just, I think that the point of me and the reason I wanted to do this story this week was that this is more common than it's not. This isn't the story of Adrian Jones and Gabriel Fernandez aren't like two just sad stories that we can't believe that we let this happen. What a weird thing to happen. It's like, no, this happens often. Yeah. There's a lot of Adrian Joneses and Gabriel Fernandez's out there. Um, I don't know how to fix a system. I'm just a person who does a podcast in, in my attic with my friend. So I don't have any answers, but something's wrong with the system in a lot of these states and kids are suffering because of it to the point of dying sometimes yeah so i don't know i just wanted to bring awareness however i could rest in peace to adrian jones fuck michael jones and fuck heather jones um the grandmother of of adrian jones is really broken up she filed a um, wrongful death lawsuit against the uh department of children's services 
for $25 million. I believe she they settled in some kind of way. She seemed pretty broken up about it. I haven't seen much footage of her mother, but I would assume, I mean his mother, but I would assume his mother's pretty broken up as well. Because it's one thing like, oh, I neglect my kid. I'm young. I have, you know, I was going out to parties. I, I think he was old enough to stay home by himself, which is fucked up. But what they That's did totally is, different. What they did is pure, pure evil. It's just not even. I don't even know how you call yourself this kid's father. You know, it, it's like, you treated him like I wouldn't treat a kid I don't know like that. I don't even you don't treat a stranger kid this way. Right. I don't even know you don't treat anybody this way. There's no even realm for me to even make sense of it other than this is how murderers treat people. You know, there is no way to, you know, oh, he treated him like he didn't know him. Like, no, I wouldn't treat somebody I didn't know half as bad as he treated that kid who's his own flesh and blood, you know? So, yeah, I felt like a little warning was necessary at the beginning because this is a big bummer, this this uh, story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, let's go ahead and jump into these good vibes. That's right, folks. It's time for some good vibes. For any of our new listeners, this is the point in the show where we try to just kind of right the ship, steer things back into a place of hope. Um, this week, I it's kind of hard to find good vibes that really give you that inspiration in times like these. I mean, you know, it's always COVID is how people are adjusting and things. So I found a story like that that's interesting. But, you know, I probably would just not do this at all, <laughs> personally. Yeah. But it's a cool way to just kind of keep the... A sense of normalcy. That's what we all want in 2020, a sense of normalcy. Um, and I found this story about uh, a, a, a candy shoot for Halloween, right? So Halloween is a, a holiday many relish with uh, with much excitement. The homes and the yards decked out with ghosts and jack-o'-lanterns and families decked out in costumes taking to the streets uh, to do some trick-or-treating. This year, with COVID-19 pandemic putting a damper on many annual customs, it looked like the celebrations, as usual, might be out of the question. But for one diehard Ohio Halloween fan, the importance of letting letting off some much-needed steam while... Turn down this beat. Is, this beat is knocking. Huh? Yeah. Oh, geez, it's so, it's distracting me because it's so soulful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the family... this uh, So a family in Ohio, he, he decided to... I'm not going to let Halloween. It's not going to be another victim of, of uh, COVID-19. Uh, he, uh, the, the man said, Halloween is just something I've always been passionate about. His name is Andrew Beatty, this guy. Uh, even prior to the pandemic, Beatty had uh, had been toying with an idea for a candy shoot prototype to make any participating anyone participating in the holiday easier for uh, neighbors with mobility issues. Having an immune deficiency himself, Beatty thought the buffer of a little extra distancing would was uh, common sense, especially at the time of the year when people are having colds and things. Beatty, along with uh, his six-year-old daughter, constructed the shoot using a six-foot by four-inch uh, shipping tube after spray painting it their uh, their creation orange and black and finishing up with uh, uh, some spiral duct tape they were ready to attach it to the railing that runs from the family's porch down to the street uh, decorative strings of green and purple lights accompanied the ghoulish theme uh, within the days of posting the invitation to Facebook Beatty's shoot went viral garnering 8,000 comments 27,000 reactions and 62,000 shares it's a really cool idea. Uh, completely comf comfortable with how things are, there are a lot of people who aren't. Uh, if they if they can see people doing things like this, it can give them a little bit of grace, and that and that and that it might encourage more people to get involved and get out there and get us back to looking the way we want to look. 
That was Andrew Beatty's words, words under the post that he, uh, of the picture. <sighs> you know, I hate fucking hate when media does shit like this, but I'm going to read it. A beautiful, a beautiful set sentiment. Indeed. Nice. I'm really embarrassed at myself. <laughs> It was the read. I, I didn't put that. Sure. Uh, and not surprisingly, Beatty's invitation triggered a score of, of DIY Halloween enthusiasts to come up with their own socially distanced candy shoot variations. So, again, I'm always I'm, I've been a fan in 2020 of seeing how people um, adapt. And this is another situation of seeing people adapt. There's another there's a, a whole Good Morning American segment of seeing other people, how they've done their candy shoot. Mm hmm. But I'm just not going to do Halloween this year. Yeah. I I wouldn't want my kids to touch candy should. from somebody's house yeah. at a time like this. I mean, Buy your own candy. Yeah, I, and I do. Um, but even at a time where there was cold, you kind of just ignore that. Like, I don't know, cold, whatever. But you are taking candy from somebody who you don't know what they do in their house. Yeah. This has always been the fear. Oh, there's paper. There's a, what is it? Uh uh, razor blades in the yeah. chocolate and these are always these have always been fears but this is a way easier thing to be fearful of somebody who i don't know put this candy in some kind of bowl and is using their hands to slide it down some kind of chute to it's still making contact you know yeah so i don't know i just won't be doing halloween this year but i respect anybody who decides to try to make it some kind of change up and i guess i also respect people who are like man this shit's fake and fuck that i'm gonna have decorations and give candy to kids if I had a kid, they wouldn't be coming to anybody's house this year. But yeah. that's that's my decision. Not not, so. Yeah. So I had, I, yeah, I, I appreciate the ingenuity and the adaptiveness, but um, I'm just not doing Halloween this year per personally. Yeah. But there are situations like this where people are finding a way to still make it happen. And I respect that. And I appreciate that because adaptation is key in 2020. You know, there's some jobs that don't even exist anymore. Twitter told Twitter told their employees like. Just don't even come in anymore. You can just work from home. Yeah. Why can't you, you know and sell? Why the, do you need to be selling the building? building. Yeah. Well, I think with the COVID thing, I think it's 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 kind of like forcing people's businesses hand yeah. to go in places where we where it was going to go eventually. Exactly. Anyway. It sped up. It sped up um, automation. Yeah. And all kind of things. Yeah. Uh, Farm below it doesn't is all self checkout. Mm -hmm. For real, farms is all ch self checkout. Um, toll booth people don't exist anymore. Yeah. So I, it was it was going there anyway, but COVID yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, you gonna get there a little quick. Kick, on this kick, a little kick in the boot. Yeah. I really feel for. Uh, Toll booth workers, though, because maybe they thought their job would eventually be gone, but it just, you know, COVID was like, it just doesn't exist anymore. They went, oh, nothing stopped. Yeah. We sent all these people home, and now people just run things, and yeah. so we don't Get need to bring them. Yeah, it gets milty house. We don't need to bring them back anymore. So I feel for that, but and that happened to a lot of different fields. Yeah. Um, the airline field is in trouble right now. Is it? Yeah, oh yeah. But people are taking advantage because you get cheap flights, but no, not nearly as many people are flying as they usually did, yeah. but... So that's affecting the, the bottom line of the airlines, but people who are still brave enough to fly right now are loving it. Like, oh, gonna do, what are they going to come out with? Self self uh, driving planes or something? You're going to be able to I fly, your, fly yourself. I personally think a plane mostly flies itself already. Yeah. There's a, well, just a dude there just in case something goes wrong and to land it. Yeah. Well, but, you still die anyway. So if it goes down, you still die. Doesn't matter if it's self. Yeah, but if I ever got on a plane, I would. I, I, I think they always need to have a guy there. Okay. Because I think the plane flies itself now. Yeah. But. People need to see a guy like, hello, I'm the captain. And the voice comes I get on. it, yeah. Because if you get on a plane it's a and it's thing. like there's just no seat there, yo, yeah. I'm not riding in this plane. Yeah. So it's it, like you said, it's a mental thing. Yeah. I need to see a person behind the wheel. <laughs> but he might not be doing anything but like, boom. Sleep. Or turn it on, press this, that, and the third. And then I got my alarm set for three hours. Yeah, get drunk. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope not that. But I personally think planes are already automated. But 
you got to see the guy there. You got to see Captain Dave <laughs> give you a thumbs up. Yeah. Give a kid some wings. Yeah. The pilot sure. look is necessary. We need that thing. I got, hey, this ship's in good hands, but it's no hands. Um. Anyway, uh, you know, before we before we get out of here, well, I didn't do mine. So you didn't. You no, did. You I did. didn't. No, I did oh, not. Oh shit! All right. Why <laughs> you let me ramble this whole time? I thought I went. <laughs> I thought you went already. My bad, man. Before go we ahead. get out of here, I'm like, what? Am I gonna be able to go? <laughs> Anywho, um, my good vibe. What was this? My bad. It's hitting right. She's scatting. Yeah, the sax saxophone. Oh. It's just that pure sax, man. Uh, so my good vibe is about a wetsuit called the floater. It's getting people in the water after decades of living in fear. Mm. You're one of those. Yes. Mm. Yes. This this is why I do the story and it, it hit different. Mm. I, I just I hate I can't swim mm-hmm. because I've 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 almost drowned when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Thinking I was just I can't remember how old I was, maybe like ten or something like that. And I uh-huh. went this woman is in Maple Crest when, we, when my dad lived in Maple Crest. Mm-hmm. We're at the pool. Yeah. And I go, oh, it's tough. I just, I just, just didn't I, even I think just, about how you need to swim once you get in the water. Yeah, like I just, I guess I Hannibal. thought I was, I guess I was, I thought I was born with that's like that un, That's some, that uncooked brain. That's yeah, un, some Michael Phelps brain. type of uh, talent, I guess. Yeah. I went so in there. How hard up, is swimming? Push, and that, next thing you know, I'm fighting for my life and yeah. my dad had to come in and grab me yeah and ever since then i was like oh i need to know how to swim yeah to get in the water and i, I will never go try to swim again i don't want to learn how to swim either okay I, I hate that i hate that that experience did that because swimming is very it's very fun and it's a great exercise no thank but you. it is hilarious to think of you being, being <laughs> like, that, that you, since you didn't die but you being like oh jackknife and then you're like in I the just air, jumped like, in. oh I, I can't swim it just hit the water and just nothing yeah, you gotta know you what, gotta know how to know swim. You gotta I know thought. how to swim to get in the water. I just thought you was born. Yeah, you just dive in and you just and then you just do it. You'll figure you was, it out. I thought you was something you was born with. You it's just, like running. Yeah. You, you just you just you just figure it out once you get in there. I'll never forget. Never you see, forget. you know those pictures, those videos of those babies getting thrown in the water. That's fucking tra- traumatic yeah, as fuck. I would to never me. do that. You seen them though? Yeah, they, they throw always them in there swim. They like, oh, turn around, turn around. It's a baby. What do you want? To do? What do you mean, turn around? They always do though. As wow, as wow. Um, so traditionally there are flotation belts. But they can be difficult to use with a tricky center of gravity that can leave the um, the wearer face down. Mm-hmm. They got life jackets often ride up on the neck and can be uncomfortable and bulky. Or pool noodle. Yeah. Um, Donna Mudge, a resident of Santa Barbara, needed something special to conquer her fear. Now in mid, now in her mid fifties, she's never learned to swim. Mm. Every time she says, "Every time I was swimming, I feared that I would sink, and when I panicked, I would sink." Swimming lessons from the lifeguard. From a lifeguard friend did little to alleviate uh, Mudge's fear. After one bad incident in the deep end during her swimming lessons, Mudge said, I grabbed the edge of the pool so tight my friend couldn't get me to let go. Um, so the, it was invented by a surfer and entrepreneur named Mark Acrusco. The Florida wetsuit keeps people um, af- afloat with a patented flotation panel in the chest, mm. um, which was first developed to help First developed to help disabled people to enjoy the water. Mm. All wetsuits may look similar. However, the airtime, airtime, watertime wetsuit stands or floats above the rest because of the added flotation in the front panel. So it's just like a, it's like a, like a uh, diving suit, and yeah. it has like that, like you wear if you go like surfing a, or yeah, yeah it has like diving. that air bubble that sits on your chest. So, so it just keeps you balanced. Keeps you balanced. Um, this, this is something I would need if I wanted to get in the water because I'm not. But you, even if you I'm had this, would you get in it though? Honestly. Probably not. 
probably not. Um, just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't need to. I don't see the joy of going swimming. Say that. What? No, I don't. I would much rather go swimming than go to uh, get on a roller coaster. Uh, well, no, not me. What if it's sharks and stuff in the water? I'm not. No, thank you. I mean, you know, um, sharks are fun. What? Sharks are fun. Yeah, it's like the thrill you're talking about. The thrill of a sea and a fin. And then I, they're like, I'm it's not, a marlin. You trolling. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting into that with you because you don't believe that. Listen, man. You don't believe that. <laughs> not a chance you believe that. So the Airtime Watertime Floater is sold at their website. You can use a coupon code um, GNN2020 for a 10% discount on your order. For anybody who's planning on traveling, it's not me. I don't plan on traveling anytime soon. You getting some kind of kickback from these people or something? When? No. Okay, all right. No, I'm just I'm helping people out. Okay. Um, But if you do want a water suit, if you want to buy one, you might as well go ahead and buy me one too. Uh, <laughs> there it is. There it yeah. is. Yeah, you might as well go ahead I and knew buy something me. was in this for you. <laughs> you might as well go ahead and buy so me. Use your ten percent code. Use <laughs> promo code Fran. What? Yeah, yeah. But that's the. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool invention. Um, yeah, man. Especially the part that, about the disabled people. I like that. Yeah, especially having that stupid vest you have on. Yeah, <laughs> that's just for kids. If you're yeah. not a kid, you look foolish in that. Yeah, that, then it starts getting up around your neck. Yeah, you, you just know, looking all. You can slide up, slide right out of that. Yeah, but um, I thought it was a pretty cool idea. Yeah. I because I thought it. For me, it meant something. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't buy it because right. I don't go swimming at all. I'm not just going to buy it. Um, unless somebody pushed me. I have a fear of people push me in the water. Yeah, okay. But by choice, you get in there. Yeah, we, went we went swimming with Stingrays. You, did you get in the water? I got in the water. Oh, yeah, but I, I held on to the boat. I didn't let go of the boat. Oh, okay. You let go of the boat. Oh, I was having a thrill. I was having a you know, baby. You was chasing them around. Yeah, baby Stingray is I put my hand on the, I saw yeah, it go I past. See I see you. Hello, Stingray. Yes. That's I will it. keep my hand on the don't I keep my I'm hand on the butt. Go. We was in the we wasn't in water, we was in the ocean. Yeah, uh-huh. That's completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is I this is yeah. way out of my league. You got in the water though. I appreciate it. Won't be happening. Yeah, it was good times, man. Yeah, but that was my good vibe. Yeah, man. It was fun. Yeah. I like that one, man. People, you know, give give people an opportunity to conquer their fears. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, now we We've both done our collab <laughs> story. Uh, but on a serious note, before we get out of here, I want to say rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Um, that what happened uh, in that situation, I don't consider it to be justice. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of different um, narratives starting to come out. Yeah. Not a lot, but there's there's two different narratives. Um, and so I think that there's no other choice other than the grand jury to just release all the facts and the documents that are available to, you know, for people to make up, make up their own minds. Mm-hmm. Because there was one key witness that's saying he heard the police an- uh, announce themselves, but he also changed his statement. He initially said that they didn't. So if the whole basis of this to me, because to other people, there's other factors that um, why they're saying they couldn't, you know, try the officers this way or charge them with this. If the big point is, they announced themselves and the guy still shot at them from inside the house. And that's what led to them shooting inside the house. If the guy who said, oh, I heard them say it's the police. If he didn't actually hear that, then that guy was fully justified in shooting at somebody who was busting down his door in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, so that's where I stand with that. You know, I think that it's disgusting that, you know, there's this, uh, reckless endangerment charge or whatever it is had nothing to do with Breonna Taylor. There's no charge that has anything to do with Breonna Taylor. And they say he got charged for the bullets that he missed. Yeah, they, they hit the walls. They hit the wall, yeah. Of the neighbor's homes. Yeah. He was endangering them. Yeah. He got charged for the bullets that missed, mm-hmm. that he missed, but didn't get charged for the bullets that hit Breonna Taylor. So, I mean, you know, listen, I'm just... 
2020 has been tiring. I don't have a lot of words to describe how that feels to, and how I feel just for, for black women, just to, you know, feel like you don't matter. But, um, I don't know. I think it'll get figured out. I think, um, I, I personally would like you just, just release, just flood the streets with all the facts. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong, friend. Yeah. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe they were doing their job the proper way. And you know, Hey, hell, excuse me, sir. It's the police. And he shot at the police that way. You know, maybe that, maybe that's the case. Yeah. The only solution is release all the facts and the evidence. I think it's crazy that there's just no footage, no, no uh, body cam footage. That's I mean, crazy. I thought we did this whole fight years ago of like, the, cops have to wear body cams. Nope. None of them have body cams on? That's the word. There is no body cam footage available. And they can turn them off, you know, if they have the ability to turn them off anyway. I don't know, man. I'm not getting into it. Um, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. Um, to all the new people who are here, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you didn't, God bless you. And, uh, you know, to the OG Affirminators, we're here because of you. And we appreciate you. Yeah. And we thank you. And um, wet-ass podcast coming soon. See you yeah, guys next I'm week. I look forward to it. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs>